uh, and I want to take your attention to a word that the Lord has put in your in, in my heart for the church and the season uh, for this season here. Uh, let's turn a Bible to Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19. It's a beautiful passage that uh, most of us, I see, uh, I, see, I see a new family here. Thank you so much for being with us today and we'll get in touch with you very shortly and uh, we'll meet with you. Can we actually put our hands together and welcome them? Can we do that? Can we put our hands together? Thank you so much. We're happy that you are joining us for worship today uh, with us. Uh, uh, the story is about Zacchaeus, the tax collector. The story of God, Zacchaeus, the tax collector. You know, in Jesus' ministry, he didn't care about people's baggage of what they brought together when God actually wanted to use them for his kingdom's glory. Are you with me? God can use anybody. Anybody. Could be a person who's a total wreck in his life, in his family, but God wants to use a person, he will use that person. Peter with a bad mouth, but God will still use him. God knows what Peter can become in Christ Jesus. See, our life was messed up, but our life becomes a life of meaning when we come into the knowledge of who Christ is. Are you with me, church? Without Christ, we are empty. Without Christ, we have no value. Without Christ, no matter how many accolades we have and knowledge we have and job status we have, without Christ, we are a big, in, 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 in Indian context, a lot of pastors, I've heard them say this, and it's, it sounds really good. Uh, uh, you know, without Christ, you are a zero, and with Christ, you are a hero. <laughs> it, it sounds good in an Indian context, but when I bring that message here, with Christ, he makes you to be something that you could not otherwise be. In Christ, I am a different person. And we look into the story of Zacchaeus the tax collector, uh, somebody that was hated by a lot of people in Israel, somebody that, you know, nobody likes the IRS, you know, like nobody want to pay the taxes there, you know. So a lot of people didn't like Zacchaeus because he was not only taxing people uh, just by the rules of the Roman government, but he would tax them extra just for his own personal benefits. Are you with me? If you agree with me, shout an amen. So, so Zacchaeus was actually hated by a lot of people. It doesn't matter who hates you, but if Jesus loves you, it changes the equation. It doesn't matter who supports you, but if Jesus is with you, it just changes the equation. So today, let's pause and take our attention towards Zacchaeus, the tax collector. That's the story that I want to bring and read it out to our church. Let's read from verse 1 onwards. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. Let's pause with verse one. Jesus entered Jericho and was just passing through. I'm going to Frisco, but I'm passing through Carrollton. I'm, 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 I want to go to Prosper and just passing through McKinney. You know, Jesus is just passing through. No, there is never a just passing through in the life of Jesus. He knows the plan even when his disciple doesn't know. He knows where he's headed to because he always walks out with a mission and a purpose. 
You and me, we are seated here and we think, oh, I am here by accident because I just woke up. My parents asked me. I thought it fits right for my schedule to be here. No, maybe you're scrolling on internet and you walk and you stumble across our stream and you just accidentally are listening to this sermon. There is no accidents in the purpose of God. Are you with me? There are never accidents in the purpose of God. What he intends, he accomplishes because he's a man on mission every single day no matter where he walks in he's a man on mission he chooses his people who are ordinary people messed up people might have a lot of baggages of history and 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 wrecks in our life but God chooses to use a man because we are people in mission when we are in Christ Jesus Jesus is walking into Jericho and passing through and a large crowd that is following verse 2 a man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector. Not the ordinary one. But he was the chief of all the tax collectors. Which means he was the chief of all people's hate. Everybody hated him the most. Because he was the chief tax collector. And he was wealthy. Oh I love that. He was not just the tax collector. He was a wealthy tax collector. One more reason why people would hate him. He wanted to see who Jesus was. Now if we pause there, we need to see no matter whatever we have in our life, how much ever wealth we have in our life, but nothing equals to who Christ is. No matter how much knowledge we have in our life, no matter what positions God or, 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 or the status would take us, but nothing equals to our position in Christ Jesus. Are you with me? You could be the poorest man alive. But if you have Jesus, you are the richest man alive. You could be the richest man alive. But without Jesus, you are the poorest man alive. With Christ, all things changes. In the story of Zacchaeus, we come into the understanding and we learn from the scriptures here. He wanted to see Jesus. I wonder how many people in our generation would have this question, would have this desire. Lord, I want to see you. And the reason why he wanted to see Jesus, if you read through the scripture, you would see that verse 3. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. And in, in the translations to help us understand, he kept hearing about this Jesus. He kept hearing about this Jesus from his friends from everybody around, that this Jesus is some sort of a magician, this Jesus is some sort of a miracle worker, this Jesus is some sort of a super, superstar, and, 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 and I would want to associate my business around him. And he had a desire to see who this Jesus was. The desire came with a package of his own inability to see because he was short. His wealth could not, did not help him. His status did not help him. His positions, his friends did not help him. Because he was short and he wanted to see Jesus. All and everything he has accomplished in his life. Everything he has gathered in his life did not help him. When he wanted to see Jesus. He had an inner desire. Lord I want to see 
you. I want to see, I wonder how many people gathered in this room would say this. I want to see Jesus. I want to see Jesus in my business, in my family life, in my education, in my ministry, within my church context. I want to see Jesus in my community. I want to see Jesus. A true passion will lead you to do things that others would think you are a foolish man. Why would you do that? A true passion to see Jesus out of the norm will make you do things that you have never possibly done in your past life. Like Zacchaeus didn't have any reason to climb up a tree, but today he is ready to climb up a tree. Why? Because he has a desire to see Jesus. Today I wonder how many people here are willing to do something extra because you wanted to have that encounter. You wanted to have that visitation. You wanted to see Jesus in our life. What are we willing to do? What are we willing to give away? What are we willing to pay off? What are we willing to do in our life that I want to see Jesus? I wonder how many people in our generation will cry out, God, you know what? Nothing of this world can ever come in between when I have a desire to see you. The worldly things will pass away, but today I make a decision that God, I want to see you. I want to see you. Last night when we were ministering at the ICPF camp, I saw a lot of young people and I was talking and ministering and praying with them. And we saw a lot of young people who surrendered their life and addictions were broken. And the Lord just wanted to visit his generation. The Lord just wanted to minister. And the young people in the group, you know, they shouted out, we want to see Jesus in our generation. I wonder how many people here would have the same desire Nothing of the world will ever satisfy us. There is a God-sized vacuum which only God can fulfill and fill our hearts. He wanted to see who Jesus was. I have heard about Jesus. I have read about Jesus. Everybody talks about Jesus. But I want to see him personally. I just don't want to hear about him. I just don't want to read about him. I just want to hear about him from second person source, but I want to see him personally today. It's about what they experience. I want to experience him too. You know, my wealth cannot buy a time with Jesus. If it could have, I would have got an appointment already. My social status doesn't get me a seat with Jesus. If it was, I would have been with him already. But I had to do something extra today because I want to see Jesus but good news is, Jesus also knew the desire of a man who is wanting to see him. Hated by many, but Jesus loved him. And that's why he chose to make a way to the tree while he was just passing through. Bible helps us to understand, and I know everybody knows this story. Jesus is casually walking with his people. There's an entourage. There's a group of people that is walking behind him. His 12 disciples and a lot of large crowd who is walking behind Jesus as Jesus walks by and you see uh, verse 4 helps us to understand he was short he could not see over the crowd so he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way verse 5 when Jesus reached that spot he looked up and said to him Zacchaeus um, come down immediately 
I must say, stay at your house today. Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. Jesus did not look up and say, hey, you know what? Hey, man, what are you doing up there? I want you to come down. Let's talk. Have a conversation. He called him by his name. Jesus was just passing by, but he knew exactly where the man was. And that's why he stopped at the right spot. He looked up, called out the man by his name. A man with a mission always knows all the details. There are no accidents in the journey of Jesus. You and me, we are called by our name. Even before we were thought to be conceived in our mother's womb. Even before he set the foundations of the earth, he knew me. He has called me by my name. How many of you believe? My parents might have called me whatever name they have called me and they have kept that name forever. But God already knew me even before the foundations of the earth were set in order. God came, Jesus came to that very spot. No mistakes by God, to that very spot looked up and asked Zacchaeus to come down, called him by his name. And I, what I love the most here is Zacchaeus come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. An open invitation by the Savior, the Lord, the Creator, the Master, himself to Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, I want you to come down today. I want to stay at your home today. A lot of us would be, God, please, can I, can, can you skip that today? I, I need to set my house in order. I need to clean up a lot of mess that was there. I need to make a lot of changes in my house. And I know, I'm sure all of us might have that one room where we put out all the trash. You know, like everything in the house that is messy and not in order, we kind of dump it in that room. And Zacchaeus will be like, you know what? Uh, I need some time because I got to go home and I got to fix my house so that I can welcome you to come in to my house. I love it when Jesus said, I want to come to your house. I want to come to your house. And that's the same question perhaps you are hearing today. Son, I want to come to your life. I want to come to your family. I want to come to your home. Will you take me? A lot of us love Jesus in the church. Let's pause there. A lot of us love Jesus in the church, but not in the home. Because where you take Jesus, your life will change immediately. Like with Christ, everything has to change. You bring a new puppy in your house, a lot of things in your house changes. I wonder when you take Jesus to your house, everything in your house must change. So this morning as we pause, we look into God's scriptures the Holy Spirit reveals, ask my people, can I come into your life? And I know there are people here who have accepted the Lord as their personal Savior. You walk in the footsteps of the Lord and Almighty God and you walk in the ways of God. But today, it's a question for a surrender. Can I come into your home? Can I come into your family? Because when I come in, 
everything changes. You know, when, the, when, you, when you read through that story here, it just unfolds the life of an individual that is living through any generation. When Jesus asked him the question, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay in your house today. Zacchaeus, verse 6 says, so he came down immediately. He came down at once, welcomed him gladly. Never paused, never thought twice. He just loved the occasion where the Holy Spirit started working in the life of Zacchaeus, I believe. And he just welcomed him immediately. Verse 7, listen to this. All the people, and that's where the church people come into play. That's where the community comes into play. That's where people who associate and who call them as Christians come into play. That's where all the holy folks come into play. But all the people who saw this began to mutter. He has gone to be a guest of a We question the authenticity of his miracles now. We question the authenticity of this savior now. We question the authenticity of this so-called God-man now. How dare he go into the house of a sinner? How dare he do that? Because that's not what I think of when I think of Jesus. When I think of Jesus, I think of him as a holy man who wants to save people and heal people and all that is good. But when he goes to have dinner with a sinner, we can't comprehend that. We can't understand that. Verse 7, all the people who saw this began to mutter between themselves. They began to argue. They began to question. They began to talk about the authenticity of the miracles Jesus is performing and how dare he go to a sinner's house, be a guest of the sinner. How dare he go to do that? But Zacchaeus stood up and said, Lord, Lord, here and now, I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, verse 9. Jesus said to him, verse 9. Listen to it. Today, not tomorrow, today, salvation has come to this house. Because this man too is the son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Let's pause. When we look to and read and meditate on the scripture, let's, when we allow the scripture to breathe a fresh air onto our life, we start thinking in a different way. Jesus paused in his ministry career to just walk into a life of a sinner. Whom everybody hated. He didn't care. Worry about his ministry life there. Because verse 9 ends with the son of man came to seek and find what was lost. 
He too is a son of Abraham. He too can claim himself to be a Jew. He too can, can claim himself to be a true Israelite. But today, salvation has come, not because of Abraham, but because of the son of man who is dining with him. Today, salvation is coming to his house, not because of what he comes from, the lineage or his background or, or his nationality or what he has done all his life. No, because the Son of Man decided to pause and to come into his life. Today marks the new beginning in the life of Zacchaeus. See, whatever he accomplished in his life never allowed him to meet with Jesus, but the desire to see him trumped everything. The desire to see him allowed Jesus to pause. The desire to see the Lord allowed Jesus to just go into his house. Zacchaeus had to climb a tree to see Jesus. Jesus climbed on the tree so that you no longer has to climb on anything. Through grace, you are now saved. Listen to this very carefully. Zacchaeus had to do that extra work to climb on that tree to see who Jesus was. Jesus climbed on the tree so that you and me, we don't have to walk through that path again. Open our hearts to receive him. Today begins your new life. Today begins your new day because he wants to dine with you. He wants to change your family. Everything that you have been associated with. And I, might, I pray that this message is taken by the, 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 the younger people, the younger folks in our, in our community today that he wants to be your friend. He wants to walk into your house. And the moment Jesus walks into Zacchaeus' house, guess what happens? There's an instantaneously change start to take place. There's an instant change in Zacchaeus' life. God, everything that I've accomplished in my life by cheating others, I don't want to be part of any of that anymore. I'm going to repay it back four times if I have cheated anybody. God, I'm going to give back half of my possession to people. That's the change. That's a change. See, when Jesus comes into anybody's house, anybody's life, a person changes inside out. Not just on the outside, because if you change outside, you can fool others. But when you change inside, that's a true change that takes place. Oh, I can change outside, color my house white and make it look so good and flamboyant and people will love it. Oh, what a changed person. No, I want you to change inside out, Zacchaeus. Your desire to see Jesus made you climb up on a tree because you were short. Your natural abilities will never allow you to see the supernatural realm of the Holy Spirit. But when you had a desire, he wants to dine with you. Change begins with your desire. I pray. When we look into the perspective of God's Bible, the God's word that doesn't change for anybody, I pray that we see Christ climbed on the tree so that you and me can see who God is in our life. Salvation is found in no other man other than Jesus. We know it all 
But I pray that these verses will come alive in our life today as we pause to look into the life of Zacchaeus, a short man with, with a lot of inabilities but had a desire to see Jesus. You could be the tallest man here. But you are still unable to see Jesus. Because today I pray the law will change your vision. A desire that bursts out of your heart. See, when you have a desire, you will accomplish what you want to do. Everything begins with a, what's the word? A desire. Your life in Christ begins with a desire. Your growth in Christ begins with a desire. What you want to accomplish in your life begins with a desire. I pray this morning with our church, with our teams, here, with our ministry leaders, whoever are watching me from wherever you are, when everything begins with a desire, let's have the right desire. Let's have the right desire. Lord, I need you in my life. Nothing else matters. Everything else in the world will fade away. And whatever is given to me, I don't hold on to it. To say, God, I need you. I need you. You know, um, in, in the Old Testament, we see the story where... Uh, uh, a king wanted to give every good thing to these uh, uh, Hebrew boys. Every good thing. Positions and possessions and wealth and honor and everything. The only thing they had to do was just bow down at the statue that the king has made. And uh, uh, the boys decided, hey, you know what? Uh, uh, you can kill me. You can take my head off. But we will not bow our head to an evil god. We will not bow our head to an idol image that you have made. No, we can't do that because we are a true Israelite. What does it mean to be a true Israelite? Not because I was born there, but because I know who God is in my heart. Each of us, we are the new covenant. In the new covenant, we are the true Israelite. Why? Because through Jesus, through Jesus, we become sons and heirs to the work of God. In him we become alive. What I'm trying to say is, church, listen. Everything begins with a right desire. Zacchaeus had the desire to see Jesus. I pray. Life is busy. So many things that are happening. We're going back to school. Uh, family is growing. Uh, God has blessed you with one child. Now you have two and three and four. And may the Lord continue to bless you as much as you want. May the Lord give you grace to handle all of them. But as life grows, as life is good with him, I pray we will not forget the desire to see Jesus. Even in a busy, chaotic, messy world, I pray we will not forget the desire to see Jesus. That's my message to my church today. That's my message to my church. Even if you forget everything from the life and story of Zacchaeus, one thing that we know is, Lord, I want to have a desire, Lord. A true desire 
a true desire to see Jesus in our generation. I wonder how many parents have this desire. Lord, I pray for my children that they have a desire to grow in you. I wonder how many leaders have this desire here. Lord, I, I pray that the people that you have given me in the circle of my influence, I pray that they will have a deepened desire to know you. Because friends, everything else will pass away. The only constant is Jesus. And I pray in our time, in our generation, we can make that difference. In our families, we can make that difference. In some way, form or fashion, we're all resonate our life with the story of Zacchaeus. You could be the tallest man here, but still we resonate to the story of the shortest man, Zacchaeus, the Bible has recorded. That we will fail to meet Jesus with our own abilities. The right desire will make heaven stop for us. The desire to meet with God will stop the ecosystem all around us because God wanted to dine with you. He doesn't care about the opinion of man when you have the right desire. Opinions of man cannot stop who God is and change who God is because you have a right desire. Your desire to see him today changes everything all around you. The scriptures in verse 9 ends with, can I have the worship team? Scriptures in verse 9 ends with, Jesus said to him, today, now, if you read through the story of Zacchaeus, you see in many occasions, many like uh, today, I want to come and dine with you today. So the importance of today is mentioned there two times in the whole passage when you read through. When you read through the translations, you would see in, in, in another translation when I was reading, I see moreover like three times the word today was mentioned. Gives us the importance that God does not want to delay any appointment. What has to be done has to be done right now. He never keeps it for tomorrow. He kept it for today. Because for you, your today is right now. But I counted your today even before I have set eternity into it, its own place to function. I knew of your today even before you were born. So son, daughter, your today is right now, but your today was calculated in my time schedule. Even everything, even before everything was set in order. Your today is right now, but today is when I want to meet with you to change everything about you. Today is the day of salvation in your house. And so my message, there might be a handful of us gathered in this room right now and a couple of us just watching us online or some of us might tune into this message a little later. But the same anointing that I'm preaching this message, I declare and decree over your life. Today is the day of miracle in your life. Today is the day of salvation in your life. And everybody seated under my voice right now. Today is the day of beginning of a new change in your life. He has not kept anything for tomorrow. It begins today. It begins right now. The desire in your heart has provoked heaven to just stop for you and allowed the master, the creator of the universe to walk right into your house. Bible helps us to understand. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house. Not tomorrow, 
Not day after, not after 21 days of fasting and prayer. Not after you have sought after me for 40 days. No, today, right now, salvation has come to your house. Right now. He's a God of the right now moment. Right now, this hour, I'm changing everything for you. Right now, for this Son of Man, for the Son of Man came to seek and save what was lost.